Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, hoi. 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 Ahoy! Ahoy! Oh, 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 there you are. Ah, roughing your hair there. Ah, the knuckles, knuckles on the top there. Ah, Hello. Ow, ow, Sorry. ow. Sorry. I haven't got a lot of hair Sorry. up there. Remember, the knuckles are on those rings. Since when did you have such... Yes, aren't they lovely? Yeah, aren't they lovely? Well, that, was, that was one of the many uh, little accoutrements that I, I, I picked up when I was... Uh, I was in Algiers. An influencer. Yeah, no, no. Oh, I see you when you were maybe as an influencer. Do you remember oh, right. way back in the glug, 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 past? This is going back as far as the first lockdown. Um, wow. Uh, Gosh, I remember, remember that. The first Algiers. Lockdown. Yes, I was in, I was in oh, Algiers. Oh, yes. And um, stuck in a... there was a lovely little jeweller there um, in the hotel. Yes. Um, Moroccan chaps from a, com- a, a city called, a town called Tisnit in the south of Morocco, where they make uh, beautiful silver jewellery. Anyway, I picked up this particular one, um, the, the sort of double-headed snake there, that one. That's one of my favourites. Yes. Um, this one yes. of the skull. Oh, with its, yes. oh, but its eyes. The skull, its eyes, yeah, its ruby, skull eyes. ruby The skull with the ruby eyes as well. And, um, oh, a lot of ruby eyes going on. And this lovely one of a cannabis ruby. leaf, which I think is very, very cool. Um, do you see that? Yes. Uh, anyway, yeah. Yes. Sorry, sorry. I like that's my the way Pope. of saying the Pope sorry. smokes dope. All right, yes, oh. that's good. Um, uh, rhymes. Yeah. Um, yes. Anyway, oh, so how did you get well, here? Yes, I came. Uh, I mean, but can't, I've just got to be careful how I say yeah. this. I came in a kayak, Martin. Um, did I'm you? a little bit. Um, I feel a little bit nervous about that because um, I think a kayak was originally. I think that might be a sort of Native American oh, boat or something. Yes, I think maybe you've culturally appropriated I think I might have culturally Oh, I don't think you should be doing I that. Think, yes, exactly. Go, 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 put that kayak away. A little bit, little I, bit nervous. Oh. Of course, if I've got that wrong and a kayak isn't a Native American boat, that's even wor- that's even worse because I've what's even yes, worse? Then, you've just you've just you've you've stolen it for your own benefit. You're. Ugh, you're beneath contempt, and you don't even know where you stole it from. I just don't know. I mean, I feel I just feel completely at sea, bereft. Well, oh, nice. I like what, that. Martin? What's your um... Shanks's pony? Shanks's, Shanks's pony. pony. Ooh, I've walked. Lovely. I've walked. I set off yesterday evening. You've walked across the bay to well, me. Well, no, I've. No, I came over the land. Ah, I, see. I came over the land, and then you, you waited. See the sand dune behind us. Yes, I do. Yes, yeah, the sand dune. Well, yes. no, I was. In my mind, we're standing on a jetty. Oh, OK. Yes, no, that on makes a, sense. On a, sort of, on a jetty. Yeah. Behind us are sand dunes and quite a lot of, sort of mangroves. A lot, a lot of mosquitoes, I think, about. Anyway, I've, I've come on Shanks's pony. These, these, these hefty brogues oh, have, uh, have seen me here. I landed at... at um, I don't even know what land we're in. The land of time ghost. The land. I was about to. I was about to make up an elaborate name in a sort of foreign language. But even that—that's just a horrible thing to do. I tell you what horrible. land. Horrible. I tell you what land we're in. Tell me. 
What we are is we are in a cultural desert. No, we're in a... Um, a cultural <laughs> no-man's land. We're, we're yes, in, cultural minefield. Yes, we're in a cultural minefield. Actually, I think we are in a minefield. Yes, I think we are. Uh, because speaking of a cult, you know, cultural appropriation, something I found very hard to say, by the way. I think, Tell I think me. it's getting harder and harder to pronounce cultural appropriation. I still can't do it. Oh yes, um, it's the pro appropriation. Yeah. You've got a double, two, a lot of PR going on in there, appropriately enough. Appropriately, yes. So, um, appropriately. I, I don't know if you saw this um, story. It's all all the rage at the moment. But um, there's been a big um, hoo ha in the culinary arts. Oh, nice culinary arts, culinary. Oh, culinary. I quite like. Basically, people are saying that you shouldn't cook dishes. That you don't, that are not part of your culture. Discuss. Mm. Is that interesting? It's, it's, it's proper balls out lunacy. <laughs> it's lunacy. This is lunacy. This is somebody you. There's a very simple, there's a very simple way of just working out where the horizon is on these arguments. Yes. What you have to say is, what? Who does this benefit? Right. What what benefit? Does, what are they after here? What are you trying to achieve? And if you were to achieve it, what who would it whom would it benefit? Yes, very good. The answer to this is: What are you trying to achieve here? You're trying to annoy the mo the, the, the largest volume of people you possibly can. What to the to what benefit? None, none at all. None. It benefits us nothing. This is an argument literally from people who are wanting to start a fight, I think. Well, I, I, I see, and, uh, d- don't get me wrong. <laughs> that's, that's where I started out with it as well. But then, um, but then I came across, you know, then I was reading, I've been reading a few articles, because this, this really did kick off this week. I mean, I think it's... Yes. It's, um, yes. There was a couple of... I think BBC Good Food have decided yes. to completely... Uh, to, to launch a review of their entire recipe archive and winnow out... <sighs> Anything that yes. is um, yes. uh, that, that that might be deemed, you know, culturally insensitive. So, so for example, Asian salad. Yes, you can't. You shouldn't yes. call something an an Asian salad. Why, and, in the name of all that is sentient and holy, not? Why not? <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's not, it's not a tone of anger. Just. Well, because... The fuddled fury in my voice. He's <sighs> trying to give you some examples. Yes. It's probably Go on, give easier. me some examples, because you, I can tell that you have, you have at least found purchase on this argument. I'm not sure you're wholly persuaded by it, but you've at least found purchase. I'm, I'm not finding purchase on this at all. Yes, I'm, no. I'm literally slip-sliding all over the place. That. That's what I'm trying, I'm trying to understand the argument. There's always a germ of something in these, in these things. There's always something. There is, there yes, is a yes, yes, yes. But, for example, Greg Wallace and John Tarot, judges of MasterChef, yes. they were criticised yes. for, and this is a new word to me, but I think it's quite funny, white-splaining. <laughs> How to white explaining? White explaining. Yes. This is so wrong, surely. But anyway, uh, mm. how to uh, make chicken randang to a Malaysian-born contestant? <laughs> now I do. Did the Malaysian-born contestant know how to cook a chicken randang? Because there's something implicitly racist in that. Because they are assuming that just because he's Malaysian-born, therefore he's fully steeped in every last technique of randang rendering. I mean, if 
if the person yeah. didn't know how to cook a chicken rundown, I do you see what I mean? I just think this is sort of balls. I think it's balls. We've all got to go back to being human beings and actually being people all live on the same planet and can actually have a healthy discourse about whatever it is we want to talk about and eat whatever it is we want to eat. And I don't know, our children, when they were when they were sort of in there, when they were five and six and seven, used to fight over what was theirs. Oh, it's mine, that's mine. Oh, Lord. And you just think, as a grown-up, you'd think, oh, for God's sake, you two. <laughs> I, I knew... Don't you understand? <laughs> I, knew... <laughs> I, I feel a very similar, yes, exactly. very similar sentiment. Britain, Malaysia, calm down. Just grow calm the down. hell up. It's Malaysians, it's Malaysia's curry. Now, 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 now Britain... Britain, by all means, it's Malaysia's curry, but Malaysia, please share your curry with, with Britain. Share your curry with um, Britain. Okay, okay, not, okay. okay. Know, I, I, one yes. of the things I love about mm. this as a topic is I feel, I feel we could just, I feel this is just such gold with you, Martin. I just oh, feel, yes. I just feel oh. like we've hit your sweet spot, but I just want to go a little bit further. Yes. Okay, right, right. So, so uh, it, it is a bit strange, isn't it? It's a bit strange. The idea of cultural appropriation in food is a little, it's a little odd, but... I want to give you the example now of a friend of mine. I remember really clearly yes. at university yes. when I was... Um, this would be about 1988. OK. So he'd been in his gap year and he'd been yes. to, I think, oh, the Lord. Lebanon. And yes. he came back uh, to university and he was wearing one of those towels around his head. Yes, um, yes. I, I, do you remember yes, people at yes. university used to do that in yes. the... The sort of thing Yasser Arafat used to wear, you know, those, those, is that what you mean? Those kind of, people would wear them as scarves as well, quite a lot. Uh, They would wear them as, well, well, my friend, he, he was, um, he was wearing one of those, as we, I went around for coffee, you know, as you do, a cup of instant coffee, went to his room, he's sitting there sort of cross-legged on the bed. Um, I said, what's that you got on your head? He said, well, I've been to, I went to the the Lebanon. I was really impressed. I thought, wow, you have really travelled, you've gone... It, it was sort of, I found it irresistibly funny at the time, as well as being impressed. There was something that made me really, yes. really want to laugh. There yes. was like a little bubble of laughter inside me that I just oh, couldn't. Yes. <laughs> I still find it hard to suppress when I think about him sitting in his sort of student room with a, with a you know, a hobnob and a, <laughs> and a cup of coffee in a, in a really crap mug his mum had let him take from home and, and a sort of... Home knitter jumper and a caffeine on his head. I just yes. found it very, very funny. Um, but slightly and, touching as well, yeah. because he will have wanted... He was so proud of the fact he'd been yes. to, to the Lebanon. And he was so in love with the culture of the Lebanon insofar as he'd interfaced with it and he wanted to he wanted to carry that and identify with his you know and, and broadcast his love of, of a culture that he'd scratched the surface of and in a way that's a lovely thing it's a sort of soft it's a soft power you might say it's how it's how we all it is, expand it is, our minds and, and reach out to other cultures and and we, we exchange. it's a bit like swapping swapping photographs no, on is, Christmas day between is. the troops and it is there, and, and the know. last person we should be wanting to sort of string up on the outskirts of town is this poor student who who was fellow with his pot noodle but and his that is the symbol hamas yeah of hamas and the, the plo mm. <laughs> um that that is a really packed symbol you know and to and to wear that in a completely different context you know the context being slightly showing off to me over coffee 
Um, yeah. Uh, the yeah. Um, is that that's that's what I think why it's why part of me is sort of embarrassed and wants to to laugh, sort of embarrassed on not really on his behalf but on our collective behalves on behalf of all eighteen year olds. Yes. Um, yeah, and, and I suppose that's what I'm sort of getting at is that now with the case of the kefir, you can buy those anywhere in the Middle East. You, know, you can buy that anywhere. You could buy that in a in a souk in um, we talked about the United Arab Emirates. You could buy one there in the souk, and you, if you wore it though, it speaks to the struggle of the people of Palestine. And I guess if things are done respectfully, I think it's all right, isn't it? And I think he was being respectful, and and I think we would we would applaud his sort of youthful enthusiasm, wouldn't we? Really, but that's cultural yes, appropriation, so. isn't it? Isn't that taking something? But it is, but I think. I think cultural. I think appropriation is a very, very strong word. Actually, I think, I think things can be ad- adopted and you know, and 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 adapted as well. In fact, um, between cultures in in a way in a way that is loving, uh, respectful, uh, and it's it's a natural part. You know, either we are looking at a, a new multicultural world which, of course, is where we are headed. Or we're not. I mean, you know, I mean yeah, the, the steps of getting to multi, towards a multicultural world are going to involve all kinds of different mixtures. You know, if we don't learn to be a little bit more open-handed, a bit more, a bit more generous, then the process of multiculturalism is going to be a very, very thorny and bumpy and unpleasant one. Wait, I, and which actually, I understand, except that is the people who are being asked to share are the ones that haven't got much in the first place. <laughs> They're the ones that we're asking to share, aren't we? So we talked about, you know, my friend with the, um, you know, my, my friend wearing the sort of Yasser Arafat type scarf. Okay, yeah. Fashion. Here we go. Um, I remember, again, I'm sort of fast-forwarding a few years at university now to the sort of early 90s, maybe just after yes. university. And I tell you a dress that was really, really popular for young women to wear was the... I'm going to be very bad at describing this dress, but they're made of silk. They don't really have arm... They don't really have sleeves. They're cut quite short to... The top, you know, the top of your arm. They're very tight-fitting. They're made of silk, often yes. patterned yes. silk. Very I remember. beautiful yes. dresses. I would call them... I don't know what I'd call them. Like a, I think quite. they're called like mandarin gowns or something like that. Um, oh, mandarin gown sounds very, very appropriative. I think. Doesn't it? Now, here's oh. the interesting thing. Do, yes. Do, what do you know about those gowns? Is that is that okay to wear that now? Because that's an interesting thing. I, uh, my belief is that those gowns are a Chinese dress that actually, that were actually worn by the upper classes in China, I believe. Um, so this is an interesting... So, if, for example, if wearing a gown like that would mean a lot if you were Chinese, let's say. It would. Um, well, I suppose if it's made of war- woven silk, I suppose, exactly. yes. I, I suppose it does. And if it's... Yes, I mean, that, that, okay. that does. I mean, it's a... Riddle me this. I, is it OK yes. now to wear, to wear a dress like that? Is that OK to wear... Is it... I'm going to ask a question in an answer to yours. Is it okay to to care about that? I mean, is it okay to make a fuss about that? I mean, I, I, maybe making a fuss is a bit too strong, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, there are some robes of office, I suppose. I mean, it'd be a bit strange if people 
went around dressed as the Archbishop of Canterbury, I suppose, you know, with sort of chasuble and a mitre and a crook, you know, and everybody just went around with a, else, with a, with a dog collar or, you know, that would be a curious, you know, to, to, to get all those beautiful silken robes and, you know, sort of dalmatic over the top. I mean, it would just be, I think that would be curious and, and possibly a bit disrespectful. Right. I'd yes. be very, yes, I'd be, I mean, so therefore, if I, if I would think that was odd, I suppose maybe therefore there are, I suppose there's some clothing, I mean, you know, some clothing that symbolises, you know, if you wander around with a big pointy white hood, that would also be a despicable, even if for whatever reason, that would be a despicable thing to wear. Um, so, yes, I mean, there are clearly, there are some clothing choices that are off limits for, for reasons of taste. But f- for reasons of taste, I, I don't really know. I it's think people have to take a step back from this and, uh, and, and think about it in a, in a greater context. Because where, for example, in music, um, uh, what would you say to... What about some of my some fabulous music from the late 70s, The, the Police? Zenyatta Mondata. Zenyatta Mondata, that's the one. Zenyatta Mondata, where... You've got the the absolutely peerless um, Stuart Copeland. Uh, some of the drum, his drumming is is simply off the chart. He's such a very clever fellow, and he's forever trying to think of new ways of populating the four four bar. And he's studied rhythms from all over the world in order to try and. Yes. Introduce something interesting, you know. Um, yeah. Yes, of course, he would have looked at African rhythms. He'd have looked at rhythms in all, in every possible context. He's looked at jazz. He's looked at rhythm and blues, and he's he's crafted this extraordinary, extraordinary, lovely new sound world for us through his study, through his, I think, very enlightened and and open-minded study of different cultural drumming styles. Then you've got a sort of faint reggae style that comes um, through, uh, th- through the guitar as well. And even actually Sting, if one's entirely honest, sings in what one might think, you know, s- I feel so... Lo- he sings in a sort... He, he puts on... An accent. Oh, you're that, right. I've never noticed that you, before. He you does. might say, "Well, he's from he's from Tyneside, of course. Of course, he can say I feel so low." But oh, you're right. I, I think I think I've there's a sort of there's a sort of flavour that creeps in there. I loved it at the time. I loved. It. I still love it now. You know, right. and I don't think it was done in an appropriative way. I think it was very much. It was a sort of homage. A homage. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. And I think... Isn't it about... Isn't it... Isn't it maybe, maybe it's just about respect. You know, maybe it's just... If you have respect, respect for... You know, respect for the culture that you are... Um, again, I think, I think you're right. I think appropriation is, you know, is, is, not, is not really the right word. Let's, let's call it the borrowing right rather than stealing. The culture that you're, 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 you're you know... Um, Possibly honouring. So um, we're honouring If the there's culture. respect... Then it, it's not. It, it's. It feels like it's not to be. Um, mm. It's not. You know. But how do you? It's that. It's that. It's that borderline, isn't it? I. I feel like. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I would wear a PLO headdress. Is I'm just going to come out with that. No, I just don't know I don't if think I would I now would. I wear don't a think PLO I headdress. I, if I were a it's girl, funny. I. I yeah. You know. Or, or frankly, 
or just in a bit of downtime, I would definitely wear one of those Mandarin um, Mandarin gowns. Isn't yes. it? Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. beautiful. I hate the thought of... Absolutely beautiful. I hate the thought of... No, I think um, it'd be, no, I think it'd be monstrous. I genuinely think that would be monstrous and it would be an act of terrible, thoughtless aggression if somebody were to... Were to Take that the wrong way and demand, or even sort of tear it off somebody. Mm. I think that would be that would be a monstrous act. I think I I don't I I'll be perfectly frank with you, Craig. I don't believe in my life I've ever thought it was a particularly good idea to stick a, a sort of a sort of a moustache. I was about to say a. I was genuinely about to call it a Pedro moustache because that's what the joke shop I used to I used to see them in. That they called see, them Pedro moustaches. Times have changed. They have, yes, they certainly have. But one of those moustaches, I can't even. Can you imagine trying to call it that now? Anyway, sticking a little moustache on and, and putting a plastic sombrero on my head. I don't think that is anything I would ever actually have done, but. I wouldn't have been offended by it a number of years ago, whereas now I would probably prefer... I would... I would just prefer not even to know about it, I think, just for fear. Not that it not that it offends me at all, but it would just feel sort of upsetting because it's got quite a lot of baggage attached to it now, hasn't it? Yes, and as for the village people, I think they'd be, they'd be sort of run out of town, wouldn't they? I mean, it's oh, absolutely just right. Of, I mean, to go in a sort of... But I... <laughs> I mean, I think he was. I, do. I don't think he was even. He was not even Native American. The guy in the village people was he sort of Puerto Rican or something? I mean, oh, I don't it's know. Just, I don't know. It's just horrendous, isn't it? It's horrendous. I think we agree. I think we agree that there's a line. We've just we've just got absolutely no idea where it is. But the other thing was before it was before we were sensitive about these things. Before yeah. we'd eaten of the fruit whereof we were commanded, thou that we should not eat. Yeah. It was fun. We thought it was hilarious. We meant no harm by it. It was no. great fun, and life yeah. was colourful, and people laughed. Do you remember True. that when people used to laugh? <laughs> Oh, there, I just heard you laughing. It's like music to my ears. One hears it so rarely now. One hears laughter and stories. Do you remember stories? Do you remember when people used to make films that had lovely stories? Sometimes they'd be love stories. And it was perfectly acceptable in the olden days for people to sort of fall in love and be sort of romantic and... It wasn't. It wasn't exploit. It wasn't thought to be exploitative or or, or terribly abusive or microsexual aggression. Or it was just somebody <laughs> falling in love with somebody. And yes, maybe. Therefore, in the in the process of falling out, one of them had to make quite a bold move to to try and seduce the other. Yeah. And uh, that, of course, is a that's a horrible thing these days. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> Simply despicable. The very thought of it makes me... I literally want to be sick in my mouth. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. God, he just he just asked that girl out for a drink. Oh, <laughs> oh it's just awful. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. 
Tap the banner to go to monday.com. Well, Martin, th- speaking of um, stories and yes. films and rest yes. of stories, what, what did you yes. did you catch the Oscars? <gasps> what did you think of the Oscars? Oh, oh where do we even begin? In with the Oscars of 2021. Oh, I, no, I didn't watch them. No, I didn't. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it was uh, it was quite it was quite long. I'll tell you that. I did watch. Um, when is it, is it ever not? I did well. Is it's it ever, it's, it's sorry, never been it as long as it was Craig, this year. Craig. We've reached a new. Wow. Uh, we've reached. Yeah, I mean, they actually sort of encouraged people to make longer speeches this year. I mean, it really was. Um, it really was where, quite something. Highlights. Where was it held? It, it, was, was, it, held? it was held. Um, interesting. You know, uh, good question to ask. In Los Angeles, as it always is, but rather than, um, you know, uh, but they, this year at the, um, I think it's called Grand, the, the uh, railway station. Is it called Grand Central? In, if it is called Grand that? Central. Because they used in, to hold in Los it Angeles. at... Yeah. They used to hold it at, and again, I'm, I'm not sure I want to say this, but I think it was called the Chinese Theatre, wasn't it? <gasps> was it ever held? Wasn't it? Yeah, Grauman's Chinese Theatre. I'm sure it, it has was, been I think held it was there. called the Chinese Theatre. Um, oh, let's, let's speak of that no more. Yeah, Let us does. consign the whole of Oscars and all of film history to the bin. Yes, he doesn't sound very but Chinese, does he, Mr Grauman? Hateful, no. Um, it's monstrous. Yes, well, Awful. so this year at the, um, whatever the train station in Los Angeles is called, a beautiful, beautiful building. They and held it in the train station? Yes, they did, yeah. It's, it's really, really... <sighs> Quite, um, quite something architecturally beautiful, um, and they uh, the big thing I think was everyone was expecting Chadwick Boseman to win uh, for Marani's yes. Black Bottom, the yes. uh, best yes. actor, and it went to Anthony Hopkins, who wasn't, yes. who was nobody was thinking that anybody but Chad Boseman could wear could could win that award. So uh, yes. I think they even reordered. You know, it's always Best Picture last. Well, they actually put Best Actor yes. last. I think so they could run really? some sort of. I mean, obviously, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing within the academy, but uh, the idea was that it moved that to the end because they wanted to, you know, have this, you know, wonderful sort of feel-good at the moment, a feel-good thing for Chad Boseman at the end. Of course, Anthony Hopkins won. And uh, because it was about, I don't know, five o'clock in the morning and he's 83, uh, he's on yes. holiday in Wales. He, did, he not, only, not only was he not, he was nowhere to be seen, basically. Um, I think nobody, nobody else on that list expected to... To come even close, and it's it's that's quite an upset. That's quite isn't an it? upset. Uh, so Anthony Hopkins, the oldest ever ever actor to win to win that award. Um, Goodness. And uh, Goodness. the film. Did you see the film? The father. The film is is called. Um, did you catch? Oh, that it's a very yeah, very 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 powerful, really? uncomfortable film, yes. but absolutely. Oh, that sounds like yes. you actually have seen it. Mm. Um, not at all. No, no, you just read a review. Oh, so, yes, but, so oh, and Olivia Coleman yes. also delivers a very, very painful, very visceral and real performance, very understated <laughs> in her usual way. <laughs> hmm. It's, it's uncanny. It, no, you've not but, seen it, no. Um, yes, yeah, so he plays... Uh, a wonderful, irascible man wrestling yes, with wrestling old with, age, uh, dementia. Right. I mean, it really is... A sort of impotent sort of... fury against the world, but also a man maybe finding peace, maybe. Yes, and then... And then it's a very engaging performance. It was a very engaging performance. Wait, not seen. Not seen it, no. <laughs> the, and then there's uh, um, Daniel Kaluuya's speech. That was sort of interesting. Yes. So he... Um, what did he say? Basically, he was sort of calling times up on everyone there. You know, we've got a, 
uh, you know, we all have to get to work. We all have to, you know, make changes within this industry. That was quite sort of... Um, oh, I see we've all got to get to work because it's kind of five in the morning. <laughs> no, no. I thought that's what he was saying. Oh, God, we've all had nights like that. Yes, no, he, he was... No, he was, uh, you know, he was talking about the fact that, you know, I guess that there's still a big disparity within the industry and, you know, more needs to be done and all the rest of it. Um, and uh, and then I think he sort of thought, oh, I've got a bit too serious because then he, he started to... Um, I really don't know what happened because it was something very odd then took place. I think, like I say, he sort of thought, "Oh, I've overshot slightly. I've gone too, I've gone too serious." He started saying, "You know, but it's a, you know, it's but it's a party, you know, and we're all really lucky to be alive." And and then he said something really weird, like, "My mum had sex with my dad and then had me." I mean, it's literally started a. He kind of had a weird wow. sort of fridge magnet Tourette's. You know when you get those. Wow. Um, if you imagine you've got those poems on on uh, sticky fridge magnets, and you can make weird poems, you see people make oh, them yes. out on their fridge. Oh yes, it was yes, like yes. that happened in his brain with all the various Oscar speeches he'd thought about making, and wow, and somehow and he ended up doing a sort of heads, bodies, and legs. Yes, exactly. Of all of them, somehow he managed. He just went into this weird riff that honestly made it genuinely seem like he'd lost his mind and his mother was there you know oh. on zoom with her head Slightly in embarrassed her about oh, his... <gasps> absolutely mortified his sister mortified my mom um, had sex with my dad really, oh, really quite oh no really quite something but um who else who else won things who 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 i should have checked all of this well, before no, we spoke, ma- um, of course. no man's land that um Film Frances Dormand, yes, she made some. Uh, oh yeah, she made some pretty. Uh, she howled a like a wolf cannon, at one she? point. She oh, howled like a above. wolf. Um, she is. A, I adore her for her very, very rawness. Yes. She's a very raw yeah. person, isn't she? She was being very yes. raw. Oh, <laughs> she did say quite a beautiful thing. She said, after yes. you know, after this ceremony, you have to get together with all the people that you oh, love, yes. and you have to go into and cinemas and sit films. in the dark and watch all of these. Every single one of these Every films. Every single one of these that. films, including all the wonderful. nominated films, at which point everyone yes. watching thought, no, nah, I'm nice. not going to do that. Oh. I, I, might watch this, I might watch this one that's just won the award. Yeah, I'm not oh, sitting maybe. through 50, yeah, 50 movies. Just, just because yeah. they all got nominated, so I think she might have lost also, the not, audience. Just because I've, I've just been told by well, imagine she did that when she started howling, <laughs> howling like a banshee. That's uh, it. It can be a bit scary. Do you remember that wonderful? I mean, dear, wonderful Liz Taylor, when she she went to Cannes um, because she was she had been such a stalwart campaigner for for AIDS uh, uh, awareness right, and yeah, yeah. money raising. And um, they interviewed her, and she was very frail then, dear oh. Liz, uh, very frail. And um, and she said, well, we've come here, and we're going to watch this thing, and we're going to make... And she suddenly... Everyone was like, lots of money! And she shouted, she shouted at the very, 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 very top of her voice. And it was, it was sort of endearing and sweet and absolutely bonkers. I mean, really quite scarily. Speaking of endearingly sweet and absolutely bonkers moments, there was a great uh, there was a great part where one of the hosts um, they just had this weird kind of pub quiz in the middle of it where they were trying to right. get people to guess. So they'd play a tune and they'd say, "Did it win the Oscar or not?" You know, so they'd say, "So for example, they play Purple Rain. Did it win the Oscar or not?" And um, no, I can say no. Yes, of course it didn't win the Oscar. You wouldn't have it as a question if it if it if it yes, had. Of course it did. Um, the answer to the question was this um, 
this uh, was a it was a song from a Spike Lee movie. I think maybe one of the very first Spike Lee movies. Maybe she's got to have it or something like that. Anyway, yes. um, Mo Better Blues. Mo Better Blues, something like that. Anyway, she, uh, anyway, uh, Glenn Close sort of very implausibly suddenly not only gets the name of the song but gets the you know very complicated name of the artist and the song is called Da But. And then the guy, you know, the host says to her, can you do the dance? And she gets up and basically twerks in front of the whole... <laughs> in front Sweet of Jesus. everyone there at the Obviously a supremely set-up moment. Um, you know, very, right. very funny. Very funny that Glenn Close would, yes. you know, would know. Yes, But, again, what's the joke there? The joke is cultural appropriation, isn't it? The joke is yes. Glenn Close would not know the artist and dance of a a Spike Lee movie, necessarily. Do you see what I mean? Um, yes. And is it was, was it allowed that she did? It was, when I was it allowed, it Maybe was encouraged people... and it was laughed at. <gasps> these things are all see, about... I don't think they are. people... They've got to make their minds up. These things it's are all about, about context, no, it's about respect. It's all, all about, about context. context and respect. And also, it's all about whether or not you like the person. <laughs> you know, it's done in the Oscars. We like Glenn Close, you know... <laughs> She, it's Glenn Close, not Steven Seagal. Had it been uh, close, but no Seagal. But had it been, um, had it been an actor that no one. Martin, quickly before we move on, before yes, we move on. on to another yes, topic, as we must, um, please tell me what your favourite bad Oscar speeches of all time. Who sticks in your mind as having made a particularly bad? Oscar speech, apart from Liz Taylor. Well, I think, um, I think, I think, I think Kate Winslet's made a couple of corkers in her time, hasn't she? I believe. Um, what are there have been some? I mean, there have been some very, some very interesting ones, haven't there? Um, I'm thinking of, there's a great one. Oh. That I think Matthew McConaughey, I remember making a very long emotional <laughs> speech after he won for. Um, Dallas, Dallas Buyers, Buyers Club? Club. Yes, Club. I think yes, so. There was, yes, that was quite. Yes. <laughs> uh, um, it's I'm the emotional think... ones I always find slightly excruciating yes. to you. I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow obviously yes, takes course, the yes, prize. Yeah, I mean, obviously she's the obvious one. I mean, she really was very much the Michael Barrymore of uh, Oscar, <laughs> Oscar winners. Um, but there have been some interesting ones. I can't quite remember exactly what happened when La La Land thought they'd won. And they went up and oh, presumably right. had yes. embarked on oh, a speech, no. um, yeah. only then for Warren Beatty then to come over and say, "Oh, uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, stop your speech." I imagine that that must be one that that, that will uh, live on in the archive, won't it? Another time I felt really embarrassed was when Roberto Benigni <gasps> won for Life, yes, is, Life for the is piano. Beautiful. Oh, Life is Beautiful. beautiful. Do you remember oh. that? Just sort of. That's right. He climbed over the chairs, <laughs> but everyone loved him because he was he was small and wiry and Italian, and we it's loved him like in that Geppetto, Jim Jarmusch film. So it is a sad and beautiful world. I can't remember what it was. Down by law, I think. Oh, I thought that's from one of Roberto Benigni's speeches. It, it is Roberto Benigni. Yes, yes, yes. It is a sad and beautiful world. <laughs> They've got Elon Musk lined up to host Saturday Night Live. He's not. Tell me about that, Martin. Elon Musk is going to host... Needless to say, everybody is over the moon about it. They love the idea of Elon Musk uh, being uh, being in charge. I suppose because he's, 
He's fired off some pretty sharp uh, tweets over the years, I think. Yeah. And um, he's, he's not going to be able to act in the sketches. Though. Doesn't the host have to act in all the sketches? I'm sure he will. Because I mean, sure Elon Musk will be brilliant at the opening monologue, won't he? He'll have some great material, I'm sure. He'll, he'll have the some. best material money can buy. Yeah, he'll have some. He'll have some. Uh, he'll have some, have some good. Is, some... is Elon Musk going to be able to act though? Um, well, I don't know. How don't big know. is Elon Musk? How tall? Oh, he's huge. Is he even enormous? Because he looks like no, a sort of... I don't think he, he looks like he might not be very tall. He's either tiny, isn't he? Like, and just yes. looks enormous. Or oh, he's yes, about maybe. twice the size of, of normal... Of normal. He, he, he... I think he's going to be five foot eight. Five foot eight. Do you think? I put him at. Yes. I think that's why. Is that tall or short? I'm just asking for a friend. Um, five foot... <laughs> Five foot eight, which is... Tall or short, five foot eight? I was asking... Well, it's not short. It's not short, but nor is it tall. Yeah. Is it average? But it... I think it's sort of average. Yeah. I think it's average, because I think if he's five foot eight, that would be why he would want to build rockets. Oh, yes, you wouldn't want to build rockets if you were tall, would you? No, no, good heavens, no. No, he'd he'd be doing something else. My favourite sort of Elon Musk episode is, is still... When he called the Lee, he wanted to design, you know, those poor um, the, the children. Trapped got, children. Oh goodness. That's right. Horrendous. And he offered to design an underwater story, exploratory yes, a, sort of bond like device. That's right. That's right. He wanted to design, then, desi- design a, yes, an underwater sort of submarine to go and get them. And the cavers who were, you know, you know, the potholers who were very busy actually trying to rescue the children on the ground said, I think we're all yes. right for that. And he got ready, called them all pedos. <laughs> yes, that was... <laughs> that was probably a late-night tweet. But that suggests to me that he might take himself yes. slightly seriously. Isn't that going to be tricky on... on um, Saturday Night Saturday Live. Night Live, because you have or, to... Um, alternately, doesn't take himself remote... <laughs> takes himself so unseriously that he's prepared to... Did you see um, Reggae Jean Page... Um, do you know who Reggae Jean Page is? No, I don't. Reggae Jean Page is the star of Bridgerton. Did you see that show? Oh. Reggae Jean Page is the star of Bridgerton. He hosted um, Saturday Night Live. Yes. Well, a couple of weeks ago. He was very, yes. very good. But, of course, every was sketch he? was um, making fun of him. Every sketch of... Of Bridgerton, Yeah, of making fun of him in Bridgerton. Making fun of him for being English, uh, making fun of him for, you know... Uh, Oh, just about everything they could they could think of. It, oh, Elon Musk is mean. not. That's that's oh, not going to work. No, he's not going to like Musk, it. He, he's going to end up just calling them all terrible things like pedophiles. He's going to call them all pedos. He, yeah. he's going to say, "Oh, you, you filthy pedo," <laughs> and it'll go down. They won't like that. I don't think. I don't think they'll find that funny in May. Where's Elon Musk from? Is he from Canada? Some reason I want to say South Africa. Oh yes, I think he might be South I don't Africa. Know. I think he might be. He's South not American, Africa. is he? I don't think he's American. I don't believe he is. I don't believe Elon Musk. I don't. I've never heard him speak, so I don't. I don't know. I don't. I genuinely don't know. Well, we'll hear. Well, we'll find out, won't we? We'll find well, out. Will um, we not? When's he? When's he will hosting? We not? When's we'll the big the day? Of his money. I think it's on the eighth of May. The eighth of May. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> Martin, that's two cracking puns. Um, Listen, come in now. In the course of one 
in the cost of one podcast. I, I'll, I'll do my. I'll do. The eighth of, so of May. The eighth of May. The eighth of May. That's very exciting. Yes. I look forward the to that. The eighth of May. It is. Oh, I tell you, who's going to be the musical guest that night? Who? Miley Miley Cyrus. Oh, not not yes. his not his twerking. But why not? Um, what's she called? Uh, his his wife's a musician. Why can't? Well, they didn't they didn't want her. Not that night. Maybe she's on another night. Maybe that would over over musket. <laughs> that's a terrible. That's terrible. Too, yeah, you've you've really yes. You know, fucked it now. Oh, a bit heavy on the musk. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, Martin, there we are. It's been a very, yes. it's been a very, oh, I mean, what a... It's been quite thorough. We talked a lot about the appropriation. Good luck to the editor finding the funny bits. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think, you know, I think I think we've certainly got all the mint out of that gum. Yes, we have. Uh, so nothing for it but for me to hop into my, I'm going to call it a well, canoe, not a kayak. I think that's probably, oh, can I get away with that then? I, I think a canoe, well, a canoe. Mm. I'm a canoe. Yes, well... I'm a canoe. Yeah, another canoe. Yes. Well, listen, off you. Off you. I'll hold it for you while you. Thank you so much. Always bobbing ooh, left and, and right. It's very and, hard to get that down. down. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's right. Like your, I do like your moccasins. Look at those. Shh, Martin, very stop nice. it. Stop it. Oh, oh, oh. Stop it. Oh. My fringed, my fringed leather jacket. Shush, shush. Fringed, shush. shush. And the and the, and the two oh. and the two lone feathers, um, twisted in the uh, luscious locks. Uh, tied as yes. well. Shush, shush, shush. Don't tell shush, anybody. That lovely. Don't tell that anybody. Lovely. So what's that? It's like an Andean hat. Oh, shush, shush. shush. Bye. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Dehoy. Dehoy. You've been listening to Time Ghost. Time Ghost was created by Alexander Armstrong and Ben Miller. It was produced by Andy Goddard and Diggory Waite, and the exec producer was Claire Broughton. Time Ghost is a hat-trick podcast. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.